Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Glioblastoma is an aggressive cancer of the brain. This cancer has an incredibly low survival rate. Most of the people who are diagnosed will only live for about a year. Understanding this disease is vital to any future treatments. A group at Cornell University has been looking at the genome of glioblastoma. In a new study published in Nature Genetics, they've been looking at what parts of the genome are switched on by these tumours. This information might help to separate patients with different outcomes and improve treatments. I'm Adam Murphy and I spoke to Charles Danko, of the Baker Institute for Animal Health and the Cornell College of Veterinary Medicine. Glioblastoma, like many diseases, is caused in part by defects in switching genes on and off. DNA near each gene encodes dozens of kinds of functional sequences that we can think of as a little bit like a light switch. Usually they're off, but when you turn the light switch on, the gene turns on, and this has consequences for what the cell is doing. Now, normally these switches are an important part of our genetic code that provide instructions telling cells what to do. But in many kinds of disease, they turn off or on in inappropriate ways and they get stuck. And we really don't know where these switches are located or how they get stuck in specific ways. And we really need new technologies to be developed in order to attack this question in a context of a primary tumor. Okay, and how did you go about looking at this? Basically, you can think of it as producing a map of which DNA sequences are being used in each glioblastoma. So these maps show the location of the enzyme which creates RNA from a DNA template. It's called an RNA polymerase. So the way that it works is we isolate tissue from a patient and pull out DNA still attached to proteins. We add in a tag, and we can use this tag to fish out RNA and sequence it. And so the output is a map of the location of RNA polymerase across the genome. So all the different switches along the genome? All the different switches along the genome light up, as well as the activity of genes and a variety of other kinds of elements. So we compared active switches in glioblastomas with an atlas of those found elsewhere in the human body. And we found that switches in the glioblastoma generally turned on in at least one other cell type. And to our surprise... We didn't expect this when we set out, but it kind of makes sense in retrospect. We found that most switches were actually on in the normal human brain, which suggests to us that glioblastomas work in the context of switches that are close at hand, so to speak. What kind of genes is it that are turned on and off? There's lots of switches that turn on and off inappropriately in glioblastoma. Usually, these switches are active in at least one other tissue in our atlas. Um, And we found three kinds of switches. So one kind of switch regulates genes that are active in fetal tissues that will produce the brain or embryonic stem cells. 
Another kind of switch that we found is something that is very frequently active in the immune system. And so we think that this is a signature of immune cells infiltrating into the tumor and trying to attack the tumor. And then the third kind of a switch we found is of differentiated cells that sort of play a support role in particular tissues. And astrocytes is one of these. Astrocyte is the kind of cell that a glioblastoma is thought to derive from. How can we apply this research in the future? In the short term, this study helps us to understand how the software in our cells is controlling the kinds of activities that our cells are doing. In the long term, our goal is to be able to take the switches and use these switches to classify patients based on whether they will live a long time or not. We think that there's ways that we can use these kinds of switches to stratify patients into different groups and predict whether each group will preferentially respond to a particular therapy. Now, that's years off, of course. But the idea would be, say, you have switches X, Y, and Z on, that means you need treatment A, that kind of thing? That's the kind of thing that we're going for. That's correct. What's next for your lab, then? What's the next step, if that's years away? So the next step is, in order to get there, we need to identify these switches in many, many more tumors. So the next step for my lab is we've created a much larger group of glioblastomas using the same technology, and we have matching clinical data for a lot of these. So we can really start to ask the question of which switches are correlated with survival.